something. I don't know. But this is episode 80. We're not there yet. <laughs> All right. Um, what's going on, you guys? It's episode 80 of The Throne. It is me, JC, your host. And it's a very special episode this week, joined by Lucha of many mm-hmm. bands. Many, many bands. Do you want to go ahead and just list them? I don't know how many people you're associated with at this time. <sighs> if you can Lucha, hear my dog, Luna Lucha says, of many bands. Lucha <laughs> of many bands. Yeah, it sounds like well, a right legendary. Right now, Queen Dementia, Eros One, Micronium, and... And? I have like half band right now. We're working with Alex to do some kind of cover band just for fun, you know, just to mess around. That's interesting. For now. For now. You know? I had offers for another bands too, but <laughs> it's a lot. So, yeah, yeah. Um, well, if I have the time, I'm I'm always gonna be there playing. Yeah, I feel you, man. Well, shout out to all those fucking bands. You're uh, you're a fucking great bass player, and I mean your newest band, Macronium. I've always been a big fan of them. That that's crazy. Then joining Macronium, I, the first time that they were looking for a bass player, I, I thought about it like. Uh, Maybe I can try to join and see. And then they they got a bass player and okay. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> fuck <not>. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So now after the the first show it was really good. I enjoyed playing glass flying everywhere. And, and it was, was yeah, extreme. That <laughs> was that was very hard yeah. to deal with. I mean, that was the first time that I was that affected by. It. I guess usually I'm kind of a that's weird because I'm usually in the front from a cronium, but that's mm-hmm. the first time I've had glass fly on me like multiple times. Yeah, I don't know what it was about that set that day. It was but like it was, it was one time I got fucking scared that I got it in my eye, but uh, I was good. Me too. He, <laughs> he told me at the beginning, man. When when I'm gonna I'm gonna hit my head with this, so try to look away or something like that. And the first time, yeah, I did it. I look away, but the second time. I was in in another world, you know, playing, and then some glass went to my to my hair. My hair is, was covering my eyes, basically. So it was. Oh gosh, a close one. Yeah, man. I mean, that's something that you got to get used to, man. But you got the first, <laughs> yeah. the first show off your back. It's it's almost like you know, like a like a weight. Once you get that first one out of the way, mm-hmm. and then they kind of start coming nice and easy. So I mean, do you want to get into like how you ended up becoming a part? Because you said they were looking for one. And then they got one, and then you kind of backed off. So, how did you how did you actually approach it? Did you approach it, or did they approach you to Basically, join? Basically, no, no, no. It is all Lou's fault, and you know, uh, Eros, Lou? yeah, Lou. Uh, which which Lou? The th- from Eros one. Oh, okay. I thought you made it born beneath Lou. You know, shout no, out no, to born no. beneath Lou. 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 No, Louis, no okay. Lou. <laughs> Lou. Louis. Okay. Okay. Louis. Okay. Louis. All right. So, basically. You remember we went to the the Macronium show. The, they came back after a couple months playing propaganda. Uh, propaganda. Yes, yes. Uh, at that time, I went there because Danny is always getting me things for my dog. You know, papers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. shady stuff. <laughs> no, so <laughs> I went there and also to 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 see them play. And I saw the show. We enjoyed it. It was good. Um, the thing is, like. Two days later, I think Lou contacted me and say, "Hey man, can you recommend me some good cabinet, like a powerful cabinet, but you know, on a decent price?" And I, and I said, "What the fuck? Why? <laughs> right? Why Lou was once a like 
like a base cabinet, okay? And I said, for what? He told me, no, because Macronium is looking for a bass player right now. So I said, okay, wow, but they played like two days ago. So I don't know, well, the, the things. So I say, I don't know, I would like to ask them if they want me to play with them. I have time, so I can try. And then he told me, yeah, go for it, ask them. So I contact Danny and I told him, hey, man, do you want me to play with you? Like, I can help you out. Everything was like... That's fucking dope, dude. To, to help you out. Yeah. But then after that, I said, okay, I'm, I'm staying. And, you know? So what was the original plan when you when you approached Danny, who was a guitar player at Macronium? Shout out, Danny. Uh, uh, what, was the, what was the plan? It was just like to maybe get the EP done or, or help him do a couple shows? Like, what was the original intent? And, and why did you uh, decide to, to make it a permanent thing? No, basically, at the beginning, it was like, I can help you out playing. Mm-hmm. And... Then we we had one rehearsal and that everything. That shit's fun, man. I've jammed with Macronium, bro. Basically it's fun they, as fuck. Yeah, it's super fun. So at, at the beginning, they, they want me to stay. They, they, they stay with us. And I said, well, the idea was playing good shows at least once or twice per month. Mm-hmm. And that worked for me because I have a time to do that. Um, playing, You're saying playing out live? Yeah. Once or twice a month, max? Yeah, basically. Okay. Now, now that I'm in the band, they have the idea that they want to record an EP and everything. So for sure, that's it's gonna. Push I think us. that's the priority with bands now. Like once once mm. you once you get going and stuff, you do your live shows. You have your material. You got to get it out there. You know. Yeah, and I, that's the one thing that Macronium has lacked. I, I really like it. That's true because when I try to to check the the. the um, their songs mm-hmm. they didn't have much uh, maybe on, I know Masochist I think maybe yes but from the new songs no they, they are more like a light band I did uh, know, uh, what's the name of the song Vapid I did Vapid for yeah. them for the compilation but I don't know if that's released I yet. was rehearsing with that uh, I practiced at home with, with those recordings the thing is I practiced everything and when I went to the first uh, rehearsal it was Everything was completely different because <laughs> the drummer is new yeah. and he plays differently. Right, he he keeps more groove. The songs were like super, you know, straightforward. But he tries to give it like a different style and his style. His right, style. right. His so yeah, yeah, of course. Every drummer, or any instrument, or any musician is gonna yeah, play different so from someone else. At that moment, I tried to that rehearsal. I had to change everything. Oh shit. The, the rhythm of part was different, so I had to accommodate to that. That's true. Yeah, I mean, if the beat is going to be different, it's kind of like the backbone of yeah, any band. I had like you a bass solo up. with a slap and all that stuff, and then it was different. I said, okay. Damn. Yes. It sucks when you write something nasty and you got to just flow it up. But at the same time, whatever feel that the songs have now, it works for you guys, so... No, no, and also he's he's a really good uh, drummer, and and I, I like the style because he he gives that groovy style, and I like it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I try yeah. to follow in him. You know, we we want we want him to to track the song, so I can, on top of that, put my my magic, like <laughs> to say, like, <laughs> put some bass. You know. But yeah, I mean, we'll put your touch on it though. You always uh, you have a I don't I, I don't know uh, I feel like the the bass. Parts on on uh, 
the Eras One Breaking Out EP that mm. they did with Charles back in the day. I think uh, 2016, circa 2016. Wow. <laughs> Three years ago, <laughs> or whenever we they dropped that, maybe maybe 2017. Uh, the and then compare that to the latest song that they dropped, the Passage. Mm-hmm. Uh, your bass part is, I mean, your flow and your groove, it sounds a lot different from what Charles was doing. So I think you do have your own sound. So definitely adding your own part. Yeah, each musician has different sound. Also, the well, band was Some people are copycats, though. You know that. Yeah, well... I, like, they're so heavy, heavily influenced by a, a guitar player that they can't help but to do some of the things that they do, you know? Yeah, it happens. I'm, I'm heavily influenced by bass player from bands <clears throat> I really like the style you know but I try to use like all the styles together in, in the songs you right. know I'm, I'm so, there are songs that, that I'm parts that I play with pick and in the next part of a song I'm playing with fingers and then doing some kind of percussive sound with, with the hand so what do you do with the pick when you're switching in between plucking and all that I don't know I hold it like in a weird way so I can do this lap what and the then, fuck yeah 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 that's fucking crazy man so, so you invented that yourself you think or do they, are they like YouTube tutorial videos on this shit no 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 no. you try to hold it as how you can at the moment. you know sometimes I drop it and, and I have to keep playing with just plucking yeah at least it's not as important as a as like a guitarist like if they drop their pick they gotta they gotta get another pick <laughs> well yeah yeah nowadays there are bass players that, that you can see online and, and a lot of places they they do the picking with the with the with the thumb, you yeah. know, like going up and down. Yeah, and I'm trying to practice that too. Right? Do you prefer using a pick most of the time? No, no, no. You like plucking I, or slapping? I like like it depends on the song. Okay, there, there are some songs that they need that that edgy sound, you know, like ding 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 ding, ding fast. And then and, you you need a pick for that and. Sometimes yes. To alternate pick and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, for for example, the patches uh, we we re, we recorded that I was playing with pick okay. on the recording. Okay. But when I play live, I play with fingers. Why? Explain that. Yeah, because that's that's interesting. Basically, in, in the live situation, I feel more comfortable playing with fingers, and also it gives like a like a deeper sound, more rounded, you know. Uh, for example, for the songs, uh, for the old songs, like from the Breaking Out EP, I used to play with pick. Right, because you were less comfortable, you think, with them? No, 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 because they have more like um, gallop and they need that sound, that that uh, that pick attack on okay. the bass. Okay. So I, I, th- I feel that sounds better when I play with pick, those songs. Some of the shows I, I've been playing with fingers. The the fast songs, I've okay. been doing gallop and all that oh, just shit. with fingers, because I've been practicing like a lot doing like fast. Is that a playing. technique that you're trying to develop? No, no, I'm, I think I, I got it. Oh, okay, <laughs> shit, I don't know. No, 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 the gallop is a. That sounds hard to me, bro. I can't do it. There's a reason I don't play the bass, you know. Yeah, yeah. On the kick, on the kick, that's different though. I can do it with my feet. I can't do it with my fingers. That takes well, a lot more coordination, I, I you know? I can't do it with my feet. I can do it with my fingers. <laughs> so. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you're a bass player and I'm a drummer, man. I don't know. That's I've why. always gravitated to, to to the drums, man. But that's good because I can follow you. I can follow your rhythm. Right, 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 like, right, right. If you want to, to play, if you have bass and drums, 
they have the rhythm section rhythm section it has to be tight and you know that's gonna drive the song yeah a lot. there's a um sometimes we'll, we'll play master of puppets you know we've <laughs> played it live a couple of times like when we got to fill out some time or, or it's like <laughs> a there was a, a theme night it was like punk talica or whatever we busted out a couple metallica songs and master of puppets was one of them and there are some sections where the guitar is like doing it or during the guitar solo you know it's like it's all noodling and shit so I just listen for the bass I listen for what Alex is doing so I can follow along and, and know my cues and shit and uh, when me and Alex are tight bro if fucking the, the whole band man it like locks together yeah. and it sounds fucking dope same thing I mean you and Joe are always on point man as far as uh, Joe Joe from Ears one <laughs> there's so many people that have the same name man right Joe. now I had three Josephs three and Josephs like, the guitar player from 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 Queen Dementia uh -huh. is a Joseph. Joseph, Joe from Heroes One. Joseph, and Joe from Macronia. Oh Jesus! It's, so it's, anytime someone says, "Hey man, you talk to Joseph," it's like, which one, bro? <laughs> which Joseph? Well, it, they are very separate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Joe is not. Like, well, I gotta specify. Macronium <laughs> Joe is not like anyone that I know. He is a very individual person he's a character i love hanging around with him and then yeah. joe drummer from Heroes one joe is uh like like i always learn something from him like anytime i see him play or talk to him about drums or some shit mm -hmm. i always learn something uh he's super super dope and then i don't know queen dementia joe so shout yeah, out to super, that guy super cool guy shout out to him his shout friend. out to queen dementia bro where y'all been man well basically we get into with that? queen dementia um we were talking about recording like three or four of the songs that we did together okay. the thing is right now we are like relaxing they okay. took vacations and then after after the the vacations you know we, it's just like we, kind of like the, on a hiatus yeah, are, at the moment we're chilling you know chilling. but the, the good thing about queen dementia is every time that i come back and i play with them like maybe three months without rehearsing and we play and everything sounds tight Everything is tight. Like, Damn. So that means wow. everyone just does their homework, basically. Yeah. I, every time that I practice Heroes One songs uh, or Micronium, I practice also Queen Dementia. I, it's, it's, I practice everything, you know? Okay, I'm going to put some songs of Queen Dementia here. I practice from Soda Stereo. I practice from, I don't know, Dylan Gray, whatever. You I just play along just I, to kind of get that feel? Yeah, I, I have my set list. I play and start playing like 10 15 songs yeah. that's fucking cool dude yeah. I, I that's how um how i kind of taught myself how to play like uh, i would come home from school and sit down and play some of the same songs or throw in a new song or whatever that i've i've known the song for years but i mm -hmm. just never sat down and try to play it you know uh like i remember i started to uh i bought the uh the cd 10 by pearl jam mm -hmm. and so like you know everyone knows even flow but I never sat down and tried to play it on the drums. So, you know, I started just jamming out to shit. And then when you jam out to stuff, you pick up techniques from what you're playing. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm learning some Nirvana stuff, I'm picking up some Dave Grohl techniques. Or if I'm learning Metallica, yeah. you're kind of picking up Lars Ulrich habits and shit also like that. Also playing all that, you you learn and, and you can do your own thing. Right. It's like you're not trying to copy somebody. You're developing, like, your own technique based on... on Whatever you you listen in, in your life, I mean listening from I don't know from the pitch mall to the heaviest band, uh, classical music to cumbia, 
you right, know. Right. So basically, sometimes I'm fucking around and I start playing cumbia. Before playing in shows with Joe, we we start playing a New Order song. A New Order. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we we start playing. Uh, what's the name of his song? Uh, I think it's Blue Monday. Yeah, Blue Monday. Okay. We start playing. It's just to just for fucking around. Yeah, and things like that, you know. And I, I remember at the beginning with Joe, we have this. I don't know. I, I think I, I told you before that. I heard Joe doesn't like playing covers. Is that true? Yeah, it is true. He, he doesn't <laughs> like much. Why, it's Joe? A, it's okay. I, I don't know. Maybe he likes to play, but he doesn't want to to play live. Yeah, I get you. you know? I get you. I, I try pe- to there's a lot of people who have their preferences like that yeah I started my musician career playing the covers you start like that you want to play some songs that you love and and then after that you you want to start your own thing some people don't some people want to keep playing covers they get all the equipment based on what they're playing they're the supposed band. to sound like or whatever yeah, they just want try to sound, and sound like, like that band yeah I mean so I think at that point is like one of those things where you just um, you're just doing it for some cash, yeah. or I mean, or just to have fun, you know. Because I think yeah, if you're not really making your own music, like it's just a hobby or, or something like that at that point, or a business, a hundred percent business, like not creative at all. It's just I'm learning this song so I can make money playing it, you know. Yeah. Which I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. Mm, no, there's no. cover musicians who do a good job of what they do and they tour and shit like that, and I mean, fuck it. They basically get to play dress up and make money, dude. Like, fuck it. I, I really like to go places and there, there's a band playing a cover, like a really good cover. If it's good, yeah, if for sure. Good, yeah. But, like, how do you feel about the bands that, like, like the Queen experience or whatever the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, the dude comes out dressed. Like, they all come out dressed like the band and with the wigs and the, the wardrobe and the personality. Like, they act like they are the person, you know? I don't know. Like, there's it's one band called Nirvana, but it's, like, yeah. with two N's and uh, and so it's, like, Nirvana, and it's, like, a guy comes out wearing a fucking striped shirt and the Kurt Cobain hair I like and those shit. bands that maybe they're playing covers from bands that they are not there anymore. Like, Queen is still around, but without Freddie Mercury, and it's not the same. Right. They try to copy, like, the original Queen. The original Nirvana. It's like, I don't right. know, if you go to Disney World and you say, oh, see all these guys dressed as Star Wars, they, they're trying to... <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Disney yeah. owns Star Wars, though. I know, but it's not the so original. So kinda, it kind of is them, in a way. <laughs> I don't know. It's an, it's, it's, That's why I'm asking It's an entertainment. You, you go there, they are making money, and they are paying to play those songs also. It's not for free to play. Uh, oh, for song. real? Yeah, of course you have to pl- to pay, like royalties. For example, um, you're making money with music from somebody else, so you have to pay somebody for that. You're making money, but you have to also pay the. I didn't know that they had to pay royalty just to do live shows like that. I always wondered how it worked because it's not their shit, but at the same time, like I wonder how much it is. You ever looked into that? No, right? No, I mean, no, no, no really, because her. I'm not interested in that. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went to see, being honest, I went to see the Australian Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm. And they were really good. Yeah? Yes. And I, I think, who was David Gilmour. He said, if you want to see Pink Floyd again, together, go and see the Australian Pink Floyd. That was super, really good advertisement for that band. 
For, for that. real? He yeah. said that? Mm -hmm. Damn. I went to see them in, in Manhattan and they had the lights, the this bowl of glass, you know, the like with the mirrors. Shit, yeah. Lightning, everything. The pulse type looking thing? Yeah, everything. They Damn. had everything. And the songs, the sound and everything was super good. The voices were pretty close. Damn, for real? Them. Yeah, so it's a really good one. And also they, they were selling t-shirts. You know, you know the t-shirt with the hammer? Yeah. But the head of the hammer was a, a kangaroo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of fucking cool. Yeah, so it was cool. It was, Did it was you get really it? Good. Yeah, of course. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's fucking cool. <laughs> it was super good, like... <laughs> Look at that. Okay, thirty. Oh, walk. Okay. Oh, still Okay, give me one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just give. Me, man, it was uh, good. So. I went to go see Tyler the Creator uh, a few weeks ago. Dude, his shirts were thirty-five. <sighs> you know, I I had to do it though. I just realized that Metallica is playing in the in Daytona Beach. What? Mm -hmm. Metallica? Yeah, next year. In no the, way. In the Rockville. No. Oh, mm -hmm. Rockville. They're gonna play. The, I didn't go. Basically, the, last the, tickets, year the tickets are like for the three days. So it's like $200. And Metallica is playing Friday and Sunday. So basically, two different sets. Oh, shit. For real? So it's something like, hmm, okay. Do you think about going all three days? I'm not sure. I really want to go Sunday. Just that's it, Sunday? Yeah. The, the thing I would is, they're like selling Metallica. Dude. Basically, they say Metallica. And the lineup is to confirm like soon so basically i don't know I don't dude know why don't we there. try and get on rockville and stop fucking trying to be fans let's try and get on it dude there's no way they finalized the lineup yet no we course. can make a totally fucking dope ass pitch dude you you and me bro ears one and <laughs> like and you know yeah, opening dude. i don't care if it's at 12 D at 12 <laughs> dude i don't give a fuck just give me backstage access <laughs> let me go meet people Dude, I'll fucking go interview people live at Rockville, dude, for this fucking podcast. But nah, dude, you know you're near as one, bro. I signed us up to, to try and get on Riot Fest in Chicago. I don't give a fuck. Like, if you don't ask, you're not going to get, you know what I mean? No, of Instead, course. You have because, to go. So imagine this, bro. Imagine we get put on. Let's try and do that before you're going to buy tickets. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, that maybe like people will be sympathetic to the fact that we're locals, you know? It's a it's a weird thing to pitch on a podcast. Hopefully, it's right not now, gonna right? rain like last time. I went to the Rockville in. Yeah, you in went to see Tool. You got to hear to their them. new shit before a lot of people. Yeah, I think they, they did one of their new it. songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, that was where they announced the date. It was That's where they announced the, yeah, the date was, of the album release. Yeah, they put like a yeah like a sign. August thirtieth, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. What What do you think about the the new album? I didn't. For me, it was. Kind I of liked an, it. I liked it too, but it was like an extension of ten thousand days, basically, <laughs> for me. Um, I got that. I feel. I feel what you're saying. I, uh, I think it was different, but I like it because it's more of the same. The the we love from Tool is what you expect, but after all this year, you were expecting like maybe a little bit more. Not a lot more, but just a little bit. Maybe I mean I I heard that the I mean the the reason it took so long was because they they still record all analog, mm -hmm. and so um they had a good draft of the album like done, but they realized once everything was recorded and stuff when during mixing and mastering and stuff that there was a constant or like a white noise, in the back and there was no way to remove it. They recorded analog, so they had to scrap it and re-record everything. 
That's what I heard. That could be inaccurate. But the fact that they record analog, if there was any kind of error like that, the only option would be to fucking scrap it and re-record. I would record drums. Analog, like in tape. Why? Why is is that? Of the sound. You know? That shit costs money. Yeah, but if, if you have the money, I will do it that way and not completely digital. Maybe maybe you're right. Uh, the uh, one of my favorite artists right now, this guy up here, that guy right there sitting mm-hmm. at, the, at the booth, Mac DeMarco. He uh, he records all analog, all analog, and he he records like in his bedroom, like on some Tame Impala shit. You know, you you fuck with Tame Impala? No. Oh, you don't know who they are? No. Okay. I'm well, sorry. no, that's cool. <laughs> Uh, Explain uh, to me. Uh, well, basically, <laughs> another guy who uh, does everything himself, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, a, like, the album that not put him on the map, but, like, kind of blew up. Like, he was, people already knew who he was, but it was, it's called, uh, you know what, dude, I'd be lying if I told you I don't remember the name right now, because I'm a little off. But it's purple. It has a purple cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> 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 he, 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 um, he, like, locked himself like in his house basically like no tv nothing like that for like a couple months and just sat there and re- recorded this album like drums everything himself i don't know if he did analog or not but <clears throat> um i think there's something to like that old school like locking yourself down and just sitting in your room and just writing the shit and being able to write and record and, and yeah. do everything and produce everything yourself i think is really and cool and you're you're not being affected by anything from the outside right like you know you, if you turn on the TV, everything has like a, a piece of music or things like that, and that, you know, it influences you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even if it's subconscious, like even if you don't know what's yeah. happening. So I think that was cool, and uh, the fact, just I think, um, like making your own music is so much more doable nowadays than it was back in the day. Anyone, you can do it with your phone, whatever. No, yeah, with your phone. There's like, people who've made entire EPs with GarageBand on their phone. Ears, ears. Like 2010, things like that. We just had the computer with with the interface. You know, I had a Presonus and all that right. uh, in Buenos Aires, and we used to record with that. Now you can record everything with your phone. Yeah, it's, I don't it's know it's what's really going to happen. Really, the hardware and phones now mm-hmm. is is really competing with old laptops and, and old PCs. Yeah. Uh, so it is kind of nuts, but yeah, like I said, there's people who've made entire EPs just off GarageBand on their on their phone, and that's just the iPhone. And iPhone is super restricted, so I can't imagine what people are doing with Androids and stuff like that. Yeah, either way, everything is digital, you know. Do you like or not like that? It depends. <laughs> right. What can I say? It sounds you think really that, good, uh, but it's it's like you don't think it's obsolete at this point. Like analog, like, yeah. Like, is it no. worth going that route? Really? Like, is it I'm, really worth it? I really love the the analog sound. Yeah, most of my equipment is analog. I d- I don't use like anything digital. I I don't have any. I don't have pedal boards, things like that, like multi effects. Mm-hmm. I just the thing is, each effect that you get from analog, it has its own character when you get like uh, a digital one it can copy that a little bit but it's like when when you hear the difference it's like it doesn't have soul it doesn't have that the, the depth i don't know how, how to explain but you realize which one is the the analog and which one is the digital 
you can you can tell yeah in a life situation who cares nobody cares okay everyone is drunk uh, you know you have maybe the 10% of the people there the other musicians are, are to probably the only people listening who care. to you and and check the sound and everything right. but the rest is like eh. i mean especially i mean Ears one, you guys get them fucking rowdy, and then Macronium is a lot about the stage show and and Joe and yeah, but you know that I mean? that is that is about to change hmm. at this point. Hmm. Oh shit! So, Are you about to fill me in? Fill me in, bro. Breaking news: <laughs> Luch is about to tell me some shit. No, basically, I, I'm like this every time that I join a band. I try to go. I, I'm all about the the, the sound right. of the band. Okay. So what I really like about Macronium is that raw sound that they have and we can explore that like let's do it better raw but good sounding and powerful you know so i've been trying to check because before danny it it was super loud and his guitar was covering everything bass drums whatever last show i had to tell him like push a little bit more the volume because i can't hear you but in that show, when when I check on on videos and everything, we were very close in in, in, the, in the volume and sound. Right. I was cutting, he was cutting, so you can hear everything, you know. And another shows that I saw before of McRoyum, it was like pure guitar, basically. Even right, it, right, it was right. covering the drums also. Jeez. Yeah, it's very loud. Danny plays if, very loud. If you're in front of Danny, you you can't hear anything else than the <laughs> guitar. That, that's a thing. Yeah. But. Now, I think that's a problem that a lot of bands <clears throat> suffer from, by the way. No, Not yeah, just of course, because the, I don't know. Guitarists specifically like to turn the fuck up. Yeah, I try to take care of the, of the sound. Like, you know, every time that we play live, we, we check the, the levels on the volumes and everything. I don't want, for example, in Eras 1, we have two guitars, so it gets difficult to maybe at some point the Lewis stops playing. I, I play with Andy like a <clears throat> like a heavy part and and then if Lou stops playing and he was too loud, the other guitar kind of disappear, and it's just my bass with a little bit of distortion from the other guitar. Mm. So, really? So that okay. brings the the band like down at that point, and you know you you lose kind of the dynamic of, of the song in there. I so, feel you on that. So you need to on rehearsal you need to check that. So yeah. when you go out, that's to play, a big aspect of our rehearsal for sure. It's leveling and sound checking. Of course, when you go to rehearsal, you need to be like a little bit lower than your singer for two reasons. First, you're killing your singer. Like Ralph has to scream like his lungs out to 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 be heard. To be on level, yeah. Yeah, and also. <clears throat> What happens is once I did this, I start playing whatever with the bass, like I don't know anything. Like to, to another see song. if they could hear you. Yeah, and, and they nobody, didn't notice. Nobody noticed. So that was obviously like okay. Okay, something is is wrong in here. Yeah, for sure. So, so you you played a completely different song. Like com- I was fucking <laughs> around. You know, like, what song? What song was the band playing? I don't remember. Oh but, man, this sounds so funny. But I, I was playing another thing. It's something that happens. This was at the beginning. Right now, right, we right. try to to set up everything properly. You know, because <clears throat> so you waited till the song was over to tell them. 
Yeah, it's just <laughs> what did like, they say? What did I they was, say? I was looking at Ralph and saying like, like, doing like the face like I'm playing whatever, like, you know. And at that time, Lou stopped bringing to the to the to the rehearsal like a, a little device that you can I don't know the name the uh, the decibels. Has a microphone on it? No, no. You you oh. can check the decibels inside the. Maybe it's called a decimeter. Maybe. I just made that up. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> it sounds pretty close. So whatever. Right. Yeah, um, to check the levels because also when we went to record, what what this happened it happened to me with a lot of bands before. They had no idea what the bass was doing because this happens in every place. That's why I try every every band that I'm join that I'm joining. I try to do this so they can hear what I'm playing. Right. Because it makes sense what, what I play, but if everything is covered by the guitar, it's like there's no melody, there's nothing. It's just noise. Yeah, exactly. It's just filling the bottom of it. So, yeah, like you're gonna hear the bass line. You the, feel the, it in your chest, and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that. Yeah. But then when I go to to do some arrangement in the higher know, register and, and shit, it's yeah, gonna get it just round out. I try to do that. And it's going to sound empty because you're not hitting low notes. Yeah. And they're not getting the... Of course. Brr, brr, they're just getting your high, but they can't hear it. Either so way... So they're just like where the bass goes. Yeah, the way that I use my bass, I boost basically the the mid, the low mids, uh-huh. basically, and the high mids. So you have like a good mid register. In, when, you, when you play something in the middle of the instrument and the higher notes... You can hear it either way. Okay. Because it cuts through. Also, plus the distortion, you know. I mean... So how do you add distortion uh, if you don't... Like, how do you find your sound if you don't use pedals or anything like that? Or, like, how do you switch, like, in the middle of a song from clean to to hard or from distortion to clean? Right now, with with Eras and with Micronium, I'm using basically just one sound. Okay. Because it it doesn't need much. You never need to switch it up. No, no, no. I okay. Basically, w- the, the way that I have everything set up is if I play the strings like softer, you can hear just the low end, and the distortion is not gonna appear in there. Like not much. Oh, okay. So you hear just the low end, and when I play a little bit harder, you can you can hear the hear distortion. The distortion? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really good, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm no bass player. I'm, I I'm trying to improve every t- to level it. Like every day, I I have right now. I have like ton of basses. Every what? time that I try to to find the bass that I want to use for that night, I have to take out like three cases and check inside. <laughs> I forgot to to put some paper or something to mark the. the so wait, I have. um, when it comes to like that uh, that distortion or, or not having distortion, like how do you decide what song? Like goes with what wouldn't? Don't you think that like uh like if you had pedals, it would add a little more dynamics to your play? I'm not telling you like what to do. I'm just curious. Like, would it add more dynamics if you were able to no, switch like, sounds? And we are shit? talking. We're talking about effects pedals. Like, yeah, no distortion because nowadays the distortion is almost part of a sound of a bass. In right, metal. right, okay. So it's something that. <laughs> so what about adding effects? Like, wouldn't that add more dynamics to your play, uh, uh, to, to the, or just to give you more range of stuff you could do? No, no, no. What I what I use right now, I'm using a preamps that you can blend the distort distortion sound with the clean sound. So you 
when, the when you distort uh, a bass, when you distort a sound, that breaks the sound and you lose low end. Okay. So if you do that, you're gonna be another guitar basically, and mm. the song is not gonna have that you know that drive. But <clears throat> using this this type of pedals nowadays, everyone is using something like this. Before it was harder because, like. The bass player from Tool, the bass players from a lot of bands, they used to use like two different signals. Nowadays, they put everything in one pedal, so you can do that with just one signal to to the house. Oh, before either way, Tool live, they have money. They they take whatever they want. Yeah, he yeah, uses yeah. two different amps. He has he has like four preamps, <laughs> whatever. He has like three lines going to the house. That's fucking whatever. crazy. So. One of the amplifiers is clean, completely clean, uh-huh. and that amplifier uses some of the effects that works better with clean. Ah, okay. The other, the dirty am- amplifier with the distortion uses effects that are effects better with that distortion. With distortion. Okay, that makes sense though. I mean, obviously he's got money and yeah, time. They, they have like a two-hour long set or whatever. They mix them together, and that gives you the, the final sound. Both at the same time are running all the time that's crazy you know so they have that sound that cuts through the mix because you have the distortion you have a super tight low end with a compression and you have the distorted distorted top end and that mm. is like a beast now yeah. is that uh is that digital or is that all analog no, no, stuff everything is analog that's what i heard about he, tool. he doesn't use uh Tube amps. Even live, they only use analog stuff. Yeah. Oh wow. They they use uh, solid state amps. Solid state. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I've I've had this talk with other that guitar players. That gives you like a heavy. It's, it's like you're more of a the, fan the of low solid end, state ones. The low end is super good. The Look, digital. I love both. I love the the solid state and the tube amp. Tube. But okay, the tube gotcha. amp, the problem is they are super heavy. They need like a lot of uh, maintenance, you know. Maintenance, yeah. Maintenance. You gotta get the tube switched the and tubes, shit. If every time that you change tubes, it's like two hundred, two hundred and fifty dollars to get all the tubes. If you use it like a lot, you at least you're gonna change it once per once per year. Yeah, I mean, when we had uh, Dave in the band, he uh, always was having issues with his uh, with his tube amp, always having to go change it, uh, always That's having to do maintenance thing, on it. Like technical problems. Yeah. Maybe yeah. one tube is, is... I'm so sorry. It's okay. Live phone calls happen. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that that's probably one of the cons, I guess, of the tube amp, right? Do you yeah. use a solid state or a tube? Right now I'm using... Well, yeah, uh, what, what's your go-to? It's, I think they, they call it Class D. What the fuck is that now? Basically, it's a solid state, uh-huh. but it uses... <clears throat> It's like newer technology, but all, all these new amplifiers—they're trying to do it for for the musicians from nowadays. You travel every place, you play anywhere, and you need something that you can bring with you, bring with you in in a backpack or something like that. I heard there's, I guess, I guess they'd be called heads or preamps, right? That that have just any setting that you could ever think of on it. It's like a digital. The, yes, thing. no, they they're they're. There's a lot of brands. Like, there's this, this one that Andy always talks about <clears throat> where he could copy 
Oh. He can like snatch other amp sounds. Yes, you have the um, the Kemper. Kemper. You have the XFX. Okay. And you have the Bias, I think. And I mean, are you a fan of those? Like, are those any good, or is it kind of bullshit? Th- those are pretty good. They are good, but either way, they are digital. And you're yeah. not into that. They have a, a solid state um, power amp. But so that one can't copy other amps, right? Those can copy. Th- so those copy amps. And they're solid state. Yes, I thought the only ones that could the, copy the, the other power amps were digital solid or state. Okay, and that's and like they have the digital part that is does that their all best one? copy. Is that their best amp? How there's no way like, you, you, you can tell which one is is best. I, I use dark glass. Well, how example. do you? Yeah. Well, how do you? Yeah. If, if well, if there's no way to tell which one's best, why do you go with the amp that you go <clears> with? Basically, what you need to know about the amp is if you want something that you want to plug and play if you want something that sounds a little bit better but you have to tweak a lot the the knobs the knobs and everything that you have to be like hours finding your sound damn for example nowadays you have these pedal boards from line 6 yeah the they they have presets. You have peop- You can download presets from people that makes their own presets. Whatever they were. Yeah, hours. I think Brian uses that. <clears throat> and Alex too. Alex has the the little one. You have oh, different okay, sizes okay. now. You have the most expensive one that brings everything. Yeah. That you can put whatever because the thing is the 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 processing power that they have because they are computers. It's a computer on a pedal with a footboard. Okay. Basically, it's it's like yeah, a there was sound one card that and everything Ale- that that Alex had had a fucking touch screen on it. Yes, it, no, that I one forgot. is the 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 Line Six, but the, no, no, the no. stomp. It's it's a no. Yeah, it was another brand. It was another brand, but it ended up oh, taking yeah, a dump the, on him. You know the one. I forgot the brand, but you know the one. Yeah, hammer something. I don't know. I don't. Remember. It doesn't matter because it ended up taking a shit on him, and mm-hmm. he doesn't even use it anymore. He got his money back for it and all that. That's the problem with digital too. What? What's that? Some t- you can get like data corrupted or some shit. It can, yeah. They, they can just take a shit on you whenever it wants. Yeah, yeah. That's why. That's one of the reasons why I use uh, analog. They are built like it's like a little tank. You know, if something happened with the with the amp, I have another pedal that's analog that I it can go to the house and and does the same. Gives me that sound. Okay. That so, actually makes sense. Like I have every time that I go out, I take two bases. I take my cabinet, my head, with a couple pedals on top, like a compressor, you know, to to be tighter, and take my pedal board. On the pedal board, I have that pedal that if something happens, I plug the cable to the house, and that's it. And they put me through uh, a monitor. Have you ever had an <coughs> issue? Arise right before you went on stage, where mm, is an no, equipment no, failure. No, no. Well, I guess that's because you use I've analog. Playing, <laughs> I've been playing years with that and never had any problem. With Damn. That. Okay, so you stand by that. Yeah, I, I I prefer to take all that than taking just one digital pedal board and that digital pedal failing or not turning on or going crazy or one of the um, stumps. Not working, the one that you need to go up to go down to change sound. If one thing fails in there, you're dead. That's true. But what I see that Alex does, that the same that I'm basically doing, is he has like a DI box. 
the What's DI a DI box? DI box basically it sends a balance signal to the house from the clean sound of your bass. In a magical world that everything works properly and when you go to a, to a gig, they give you two lines. You give the clean sound of your bass, your instrument, the, the pure low end and everything, and you can give them another signal with distortion. Right. They mix them, and you have the low end with the distortion that sounds brutal, you know, super badass. But nowadays, they just take one signal from, from your cabinet, from sorry, from your head, from one of your pedals. If something happened, you don't have any sound on, on the PA. So Even with the DI box, I mean, is it really that hard to get a second line? No, it's not hard, but they don't do it. Can't you ask them to? I mean, you can ask. There's certain sound guys at NORPs that are like yes. assholes, but can't you? Couldn't theoretically? Couldn't you ask them? Uh, most of the times, they don't even have like a. Some places they don't have like a third uh, tom for for the drums. So imagine if they're gonna have one extra line for the bass. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, they don't have point. two microphones. You you just need one LXR. Oh, XLR, XLR, a- XLR yeah. and plug it into the to your stuff, and that's it. And he has to check the volume a little bit. You, I mean, you're also relying on him to EQ that correctly, that, right? That's the thing. Yeah, it's another thing. Most sound guys, I think, they just know how to hook stuff up. Maybe not most, but a good amount of them are not yeah. really there to sit there and fiddle with the levels and shit. Yeah, most of the places that I, that I play before, they I have good sound when I go through the PA because I use the DI box so I have you. that's like a really good the, the, the good thing about the DI is you can play in any place and you're always going to have your sound because okay. you're using the same box you set up everything in there and you send it to the house basically they're going to try to to cut a little bit the, the meats and things like that on, on the bass that's why I boost them uh, <laughs> that's they why you can hear you the bass low. a lot. They always try and put you too low. M- most of the bass, most of the bass players that I've been checking in places, they are they are kind of afraid of a of a mid section of the instrument. They boost. What the, do you mean by that? They boost the low end and the high end to give that clinky sound, but mm-hmm. they don't they don't boost mid. You know, like at all. Like at all, no. Wow, I do that. And then when when I do some arrangement, you can hear like it's in there. Yeah. Oh, that bass player did something. Yeah, I never have a, a problem hearing you. Uh, I mean, mm. and, and you know, there's a lot of bass solos and stuff like that in, in Eras One music. Not, not, I know like two specifically. There's one in Negative Space, you know, uh, right before y'all y'all start going fast, and Ralph goes, uh, you know. Motherfucking Lucha uh, That's the intro Yeah Yeah right But yeah, you can right hear the bass In there because it, No one else is playing <laughs> yeah, That's why <laughs> that, Still, uh, still. I, Well that's what I'm saying There's a lot of bass solos And shit So if you weren't EQ'd properly It would still sound bad Yeah That's true Like if you had All low end All distortion It doesn't matter how Clean your noodles are It probably won't sound that good Right yeah, I don't know Shit I'm just I'm guessing No no right. If you have like A bad EQ Or a bad sound You know If If I post the the mids, but in a way that, that it doesn't affect the the sound of the distortion because the distortion is gonna change if you boost the mids. 
Okay. Another thing that happens is depend on the bass that I'm using. Depends on the... Do you switch bass in the middle of sets like we do? Like uh, switch instruments we used, and shit? We used to do it. I'm not doing it anymore. But... Because you guys don't switch tunings all set? The last shows that we had, we've been doing just a drop B songs. Just and drop B? Okay, so you don't have to switch at all. Just drop B, so I've been playing just with what bass. That's fucking convenient. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. It is, it is. <laughs> the thing is, before we were doing... We're going to start doing again the, the drop D Different songs. Different sets? Yeah, the, the only difference... They, they play in drop B, I play in a standard because I use a five-string bass. There is B, E, A, D, G. Okay. So I don't have to change anything. The only thing that I do, I play differently from them. In the scales, you know, it's sometimes it's harder for me, the scales that they are doing, but I try to find a way to... To do it solve with that, that five string? Yeah, yeah. And I try once to play with four strings and mm-hmm. drop B, but I, I didn't like it. Why not? Basically, I didn't have a bass at that time with the proper scale to hold a B on a like proper with the proper tension on the string uh, it was too sloppy you know yeah yeah, yeah too and, loose and, and the sound it wasn't that good that sucks now I got uh, a Dingwall bass this new bass is the you can see Dingwall Dingwall never heard of them they are like a multi-scale basses multi-scale mm-hmm. what is so that so basically each string it has a different scale. The length that where you put the the string uh, when the string f- falls on on top of the of the bridge mm-hmm. and and in the in the knot. Okay. So you have that that length is the the uh, scale. Okay. Basically. So the B string in most of the basses is thirty four. Okay. On my inspectors, they are 35, so give you more tension on the string. Okay. In Dingwall, they are 37. I'm following you. So you have more tension on the string, so the string is tighter. And when you play each note, it sounds like a piano. Do you like that more than your regular <coughs> um, bass? Or like, why do you want that one specifically? This bass, these basses are really good. They are modern. The sound is very gen metal okay I try to give a little bit of the classic sound you know I'm testing this one like I just got it I started playing and I really like that tension that it it has I don't really like the sound that it has on the high end you know how much high end do you use though as a bass player not much okay I try to do some stuff but like just a little arrangement so and that's it. If there's a bass that you really like the look of aesthetically, you like how it sounds, you know, let's say it's a five string I, I look for, but for, it has uh, bad high end, is that like a deal breaker? Not not really. Because okay. you, you can deal with that. You can change a little bit the sound using some other stuff. What gives uh like can you fix that? Can you change pickups or change the neck or something to give it better? Yes, you you can do that. The only thing is it's gonna cost more. It's gonna cost you more, yeah. But so isn't it fun to do tried, shit like that? Like build your own yeah, bass? Yeah, it is fun. I, I did that with one of my basses. But when you replace the pickups and you replace the the preamp or things like that, also replacing the bridge or replacing the nut is going to give you differences. Really? In the sound. 
most of well, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, depending on the wood you use and stuff like that, right? Of course, the bridge, like a high mass bridge, is gonna give you more more uh, sustain on the instrument. I didn't know that. If you use a brass nut on the on the top of the bass, mm-hmm. it's gonna sound more metallic. You know, the string is is gonna you're gonna so- hear more of the string, the sound of a string, like metallic. Okay. You have the bone nut also. You have plastic nut. Bone. Yeah. Made yeah. of bone? Yeah. Bone. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Instruments they have like that. Those are expensive, I think. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jesus. So, What's the most expensive bass you own? Uh, Can you say? I don't know. <laughs> it is bad. If, if you tell me, uh, will you have to kill me? Does the wife know how much it costs? Or did you lie to her? About how, no, like no, she you, knows. She knows. When you get a new bass, you gotta be like, "Yeah, it's a hundred dollars." Joe told me you didn't, you didn't pay no hundred dollars nah, for this. She knows nah, now, huh? You're not gonna. Joe told me that the other day. Like, Lich is not paying. It's not paying a hundred dollars for a bass. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. That's trash, right? No, no, no. A hundred dollar bass can't the, be the cheapest. That good. The cheapest bass that I, bass that I have, I paid two hundred and eighty dollars. It's a jazz bass. Okay. Mexican jazz bass. Somebody was selling it. Why'd you pick it up? <clears throat> because the the wood from this era, it, it was 2003, four. Mm-hmm. it was super good. It was just from Mexico. Those bases are like $500 because the, the hardware that they have is... Solid? It's crappy. Oh. The woods that they use in the instrument... I figured they, 500 was expensive. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> All right, that's my bad. So, the, the instruments are super, <coughs> are super expensive nowadays. That specific model that you picked up for cheap, because it's old, is worth a lot now. You're saying the thing is the the Mexican jazz basses, they are they sound like a little bit darker from the from the American one, mm-hmm. and the Japanese, they are in the middle. Who makes the best uh, guitars, bass or 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 six it, string? It, it depends. It depends on the on the brand. It, you can you can pick like the most expensive Gibson that they are selling nowadays. The new ones. I heard they're and, trash, and, and they are not because they guitars. went bankrupt. Right. Something happened with the woods or, or the way that they are building things. And maybe the quality control is just not there. Yeah, well, it depends. For example, Spector they have their own forest. So their own the what? Forest. The lack like of trees to cut yes. wood for their guitars? Yes. Damn, So they don't, they don't go to different places to, to pick the, the they, trees. They, they have, they have their, their wood at home. Yes. That's they are from wild. Woodstock. That's cool as shit. So, Ca- California? No, no, no. New York. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. It's in, man, I'm stupid, man. Yes, New York. <laughs> don't worry. Um, these guys, they have different... Different levels on the bases. They have from Europe, they have from USA, they have from Korea. The ones that I use now, they are from Europe. So, uh, um, the, but like the most expensive ones would be the ones made here in the U.S. Of course, yes. Oh, in the okay, US. Okay. Yeah, they they have like a little bit. You can you can tell the difference. It's not like huge, but you know the Spectre from Europe are like twenty five to twenty nine hundred dollars. Fuck. And the Spectre from from U.S. are like for. 35 to 7,000. Shit. For a base. I mean, I can't get that surprised. I mean, the uh, I was surprised when I was a young kid and, and I first walked into Guitar Center and I saw the electric 
the Roland, the Roland electric drum kit. Mm-hmm. That shit was like seven, almost eight thousand dollars. Yeah, they they are still that price. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, I mean it's because the best electric are, kit on the market. They're like top notch. You know, they they are super good. They, they sound have great. mesh, the uh, mesh the dynamics, snare, dynamics. That you can get on there. Yeah, yeah the of rim course. shots. You're paying for a good instrument. Yeah, for sure. It's digital, but it's still good. So it's the same kind of thing with uh with these Woodstock bases. Like you're paying for the quality of you're it. You're paying for the quality. I got from Guitar Center an American one mm-hmm. for a pretty good price. It was used, and just holding the instrument, you realize the Why? difference. The difference on 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 build and everything. Yeah, you know. It's not huge from from the Spectre from from Europe, but it is huge from different bases like a chasse bass or things like that. So you have a European one and you have a USA one. No, the USA one I returned it because I was playing five strings. This one was a four string, and it wasn't worth it really to to, to keep it to keep it and play it in on B. How long did you have it before you took it back? Like a week. Oh okay. I tested. It was magical. I, I went to to that place and I said, "Man, I, I'm gonna return it because I'm not gonna use it." I sold my four strings from from Europe also. Oh wow! So you don't have any Spectre right now? No, no, no. I, oh, all, you? I have like seven Spectres, but oh, they are fuck. all five strings. Damn. You know where are they from? Where are they from? European, American, Mexican? It's European. All of them? Yeah. Damn. They are okay. all different because you have. I have two that they have. Solid my, uh, maple wings. Uh-huh. That gives more body to the sound because they are heavy. I have another ones that they call it sandwich because they use three <laughs> different types of wood like a sandwich. Ah, okay. And they put the wings because all of them they're like um, neck through. Yeah, neck so through body. The neck is one one piece. Nice. But and then they put the wings like like that that's very cool and that's what that part of the bass is called the wings or the guitars like on the Stratocaster the points those are called the wings no 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 they, they call it wings because it's, they are two separate pieces that they put on, on the side on, oh. on the strat it, the body is one piece and the neck is another one because it's not neck through yeah, yeah gotcha. so you have body and you have neck and this one you have the neck that goes from the bridge to the to, top to the top and you have from the sides they attach two pieces that they call in wings. Ah, okay, so okay, okay. this, like I said, my wife says that they are all the same. <laughs> it's like that. They don't understand, bro. They don't understand. <laughs> like, what's the difference between that kid and the other one that you have there? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, right. you know right. the difference because right. you play all the time. They have different woods, different electronics, different bridge. The bridge, they, they look the same, but one is like, Aluminum, the other one is brass. But you would have to be a gearhead to know that, you know? Like, yeah. you got to know your stuff. Yeah, I have a couple friends. I have a friend in Buenos Aires. He knows, like, a lot about Spectre, and he, he was always giving me advice, and, you know? I have all these bases because of him, basically. Nice. He told me, yes, that one is really good. I start picking on other ones that, that, I, that I checked. I get these bases. The thing is, like, high-end instruments, when they are used, they... They lose like a lot of uh, value. Mm, okay, okay. So it's like a new car. Still, as soon yes, as you buy it, it something loses, like that, you get loses value. If you get an inspector new, you're gonna pay like two twenty five hundred. Mm-hmm. If you get it used, you pay fifteen, right, thirteen, right, 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 for a really good base. But I, I really like to get instruments that I know they're gonna go up with time. 
the green one that I use, I pay like a thousand. Now it's like two thousand because Spectre was sold. They sold the the company to Korg. You know Korg. Korg. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Korg. Okay. Gotcha. They bought the company and they are trying to do something like to to send the Spectre to the world because you don't know. You don't know much about Spectre. You right, never I've heard never about heard of them. them. Right, yeah. There's a lot of people with. The, they are super good bases. Now, the bass player from Pantera, um, bass player from Avatar. You have. They all use Spectre. Yeah, uh, Cannibal Corpse. They use a Spectre. Oh wow! So you have like a lot of musicians using those instruments, but they are not like Fender, like Gibson, like you mainstream. Know, that's why. Like uh, Ibanez. Ibanez, you know, I I, I started. With Ibanez, basically. Uh, yeah, same here. They were small bases, super small bases. You know, I had small hands, I think, <laughs> and and for me it was like kind of hard, you know, and and I had these small bases. Now I have huge bases because I I have the technique right now. It, it was all about the technique. I thought I never. Oh, I'm never gonna play that song. It's the easiest song right now yeah 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 it's just your skill has gotten past where you thought yeah, you could go and i was the same way when i was younger but i mean it's all just practice man it is practice it's like that and i realized that i have the thing that if i stop playing and uh, i'm like two months without playing when i come back playing i play better because i listen to a lot of things i i check another musicians it's like watching i, I learn like watching everything and I, I never went to a uh, professor or classes or something like that so i had like i had like two classes two guitar classes the guy told me how to tune the instrument and a couple notes and chords that was all that's crazy so (laughs) self-taught hell yeah dude well i mean believe it or not we're gonna talk for over an hour at this point so let's uh let's do some plugs let's do uh where they can find all of your many bands on social media, <laughs> and then let's go ahead and get out social of here. media. You can check Instagram, Facebook, Queen Dementia, Eros One, Macronium. Boom. Boom! There you go. Hell yeah! Right now we are trying to put together some shows. So for stay, any band, for all of them, for, for all of them, all together in the same place. <laughs> oh God. I had shows before with Triple Duty, Eros One, and Queen Dementia together. We did once. How was that? It was good. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Playing two, two, two sets in the same. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, I gotta look up a venue for a fucking date. <laughs> I just fucking remembered. So, do you guys have any shows coming up? Coming up, nothing. We are in process of recording and EPing. Oh shit! <laughs> Basically, an EP. We're gonna we're gonna try to release an EP. <laughs> try not. We're gonna do it. Yeah, yeah for we're sure. Gonna it's gonna it. get done. It's but... gonna get done. So you just don't know when it's gonna. We don't have a solid date on that yet. In our minds, it's gonna be before the next year. Okay. Or at least the, the first month of 2020. We're gonna try to do a couple of shows to present that. It's it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be like the time we don't have much time with, like, for what we want to do. We have to work a lot, but it's gonna get done. And this is for uh, Macronium or Eros One. You're talking. This about? is from Eros One. So what about Macronium? What's in the works for that? Macronium, Do you guys have any shows coming up? shows coming up. Not yet. May, hopefully, we're gonna have something for December. Hopefully, but right now we don't have anything. So 
we're gonna start working in new songs. Okay. So that, that is something. That's what's on the agenda. Basically, just a lot of recording, the agenda, a lot yeah, of studio time. New songs. My agenda is like this: is new songs, studio time, editing time, because I've been working on on the songs that we recorded. With Eros One, we've been recording drums. Thanks yeah, to, dude, I was gonna to ask Alex you. Too. I was gonna ask you, how did that go? How did that go? It went good. It went good. Now Alex uh, helped uh, you guys just kind of get yeah. a feel of some tracking and how it would be done yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he gave us a like a huge hand in there because with him we we did everything faster, faster, and also I asked him for for his ears uh, at the same time because check this do you think it's okay the levels and all that you know because I, I really want to learn so if you have more experience than me I'm gonna let you do the stuff I'm gonna learn from there you know right. we talk we we talk about the, the he gave me all the the setups for for the kick for you know the EQ and all that so that, to that way you guys out. can yeah. do it yourself later yeah yeah I started editing everything because we have like a lot of bleeding, you know. I think everything. Uh, I think everything done in house is, is smart. Um, it cuts down on money spent and um, it helps you uh, just like become a more well-rounded like musician. Like if you can record yourself and produce of yourself, course, it's, yeah. it, it cuts so much of the middleman bullshit out of it. I think you you don't have to be scared of that. Really, at the beginning, it can be hard and frustrating, but you're learning. If you're learning, you're not failing. Like <laughs> It's like that, man. I agree. So Knowledge is power. Yeah, Joe. You start, you're going to start saving money, you know, that you can invest on your own equipment. So I, I did that, basically. I, I didn't record much outside. We record the passage in a studio. But then, in all this time, I, I started getting equipment. So I have my portable, top-notch equipment. You know, it's not like super top-notch, but high, middle-high gamma, basically. Mm -hmm. You know, so we can record drums and everything. The yeah, only do thing, everything yourself. I agree. Everything. It's definitely the way to go. Uh, as far as our shows um, with Unoya, we got a couple of dates coming up. On November 1st, we're going to be at the Verona for the first time up in Newport Ritchie. Great so that place. should be a lot of fun. I mean, you guys play there a lot. Yes. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Super fun. Hell yeah. We're going to be there. We're going to be headlining, actually. They have mm -hmm. us headlining. I mean, the headliner dropped, the original one. I don't know who it was. We got offered the slot. So we're going to be headlining out there. It's going to be a lot of fucking fun. Next Dimension is going to be out there. And uh, a couple other bands are going to be out there. And then the next day, we're playing Bombshells Tavern uh in orlando and uh we're just gonna be you know playing out there as well next dimension is gonna be there as well so it's gonna be kind of like a mini tour uh we got asked to join that and uh shout out to next dimension for you know kind of putting us on that one and i'm excited to do those shows it's gonna be a little weekend double header and then two weeks later the 14th we're gonna be at propaganda uh at lake worth i think with god rot maybe not with god rot but hopefully with god rot that'd be cool uh, and that's pretty much all the dates that we have scheduled right now. If you want to follow us on social media, it's Unoya the Band. If you want to follow the podcast, it's The Throne Podcast with underscores in between the words. And if you want to follow me, it's uh, JC Revis underscore, real simple. Make sure you follow Lucha. I don't know how to spell your last name. Spivacow. S-P-I-V-A-C-O-W. And that's, that's your, that's your uh, IG handle, right? Just your yeah. name, Lucha Spiv... Lucha, Lucha underscore Spivacow. Mm -hmm. 
Bam, make sure you follow him. Make sure you follow all the bands. Make sure you come and support your local music, man. It's real important. Shout out to XL Drumsticks for hooking me up with my signature stick. Other than that, folks, it's been a great fucking episode. I'm great. I'm, I'm happy to be back. I know I missed last week. I, 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 you know, I had a guest cancel on me last minute. It is what it is, but we're on our way to 100 again. So thank you so much for coming out, Lucha. I appreciate it.